Hello and welcome to Carbitrage Podcast episode, episode 91. I'm Eric Berger. I'm joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanitsky. Hello, hey, sir. And, and of course, Jenna's sneeze. Welcome back. We missed you last week. Starting the episode out with a bang. Um, I do love just the absurdity of this podcast, which is, I think is why we all still do it. But So we are going to have a couple of shorter episodes. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to Finland at the, in the a couple wor- hours in, at the worst possible time. Yeah, it's it's beautiful and like 52 degrees outside here. Spring has sprung. Everything is, is gorgeous. And I'm heading to a place where it barely hits 40 right now. That's terrible. For a week. Why? And I don't have enough PTO for the entire trip. Why did you do this? I this don't, is a terrible decision. It was decision. like six months ago that we were scheduled to go or whatever, and then my mom got breast cancer, so we had to delay oh, no. this. Okay. She's fine now. Okay, She's good. fine now. Um, but this trip got pushed, and then like I had like my are whole you, thing was are planned. You, are your parents going? They are later, so I'm going with my older brother, Th- this Mark, is and his exactly, wife and kids. This is exactly how all of your trips always go. Just yeah. like when we went to Monterey, dude. My trips by, always end up being a total by, shit show. By we going to Monterey, I mean you going to Monterey because you chose the wrong date. I didn't. Did. I didn't even book this flight, <laughs> and, and, and then I went the correct date. <laughs> Although, I had a great time. And you're going to have a <laughs> great time now. We saw a completely different set of things. It was wonderful. Yeah, you're going to have However, a great time this this time, too. So it'll be fine. And since I'm not burning as much PTO, we'll have more time so we can go. Well, sorry. I can go the entire time for Monterey this week. Hopefully. Not week. Year. Year. I'm dumb <laughs> as hell. So anyway, let's hop right into it since these will be approximately 30 or 35 yes. minute episodes. Yes. Um, I want to talk about our first story, which is uh, relating to the Toyoburu BRZ GT86Z. Oh yeah, a car that we all love very dearly that came to our shores, I believe, in we, 2012. We, we should also add the token Subaru that you like. Yeah, it is the token Subaru that I actually appreciate. Um, <laughs> so uh, this car has been around, like I said, since about 2012, and yep. it is confirmed we are getting a second generation model. Good, and it will be a joint venture again. I assume it will still have an FA series engine. Hopefully, they bring or us maybe, one with more power. FB, FB would be even better if they give us a turbo. Um, but yeah, that's big news because this is basically one of the few cars left that is still an enthusiast vehicle sold you know, with a manual. I don't think it needs more horsepower. I, I, I also don't. I've driven I, I one. Am, I thought it was a blast. It needs I am to... exclusively, I feel like I'm, I'm like, uh, we are the only people that don't, I, we are the only automotive media out like fit other than Japanese nostalgic car that says the FT86, whatever. Need, right. does not need more power. Well, it doesn't need more power, and I'm confident of that, but what it does need is a tune to flatten out that torque curve, which might involve uh, yes. parts changing. I was, I, was, I was actually going to say what it needs is a big, fat, wide tor- torque curve. Yep. Like, yeah, they just I would, need to optimize the curve, and then it's fine. To be, to be honest, I would take slightly less torque to have that torque come on at, like, 1,500 RPM. Like, and I think that's doable, because people have 2000 proved even, with, like, yeah. Everyday Driver, another really great podcast, uh, Todd Deacon, one of the co-hosts, owned an ft86 for a while mm-hmm. or that's what i'm going to call it ft86 i don't know what yeah. we're going to call it it no, doesn't matter you guys know what we're talking about yeah, we're gonna call it he, uh, he put a set it. of headers on it and then just did a flash and the car mm-hmm. gained five foot pounds of torque everywhere and it flattened it like flat perfect it still had cats everything like you didn't mess with anything yeah they just a... put a set of headers on it and flashed it so like if they just do that for us they're great i think that'd be perfect i think the only other thing i would really really want them to add yeah. would be either a target top or a convertible i uh right when this came out i think it was actually probably a year after but there was an auto show i think it was geneva where they had a drop top yeah, one and it looked one. beautiful yeah. it was a great looking car well, my my only reason for saying that is it's not even like an enthusiast thing it's a sales thing um when Just i was out of competition or what no when i was selling Subaru, kind of when i was selling subarus um 
it's kind of like the manual Outback, where I would have had, I probably would have, I sold precisely one um, BRZ wow, when, I was, when I was working there. Well, new. I'm, I'm only counting right, new right. numbers. But I sold saying. one new BRZ <clears throat> the entire time I worked there. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I probably, I, I had three people that were like shoe-ins sure. that ended up buying Miatas. Because they really wanted me out of with four seats yeah. that was still cheap. Well, the thing is... It doesn't exist. I think the convertible prototype we saw for the first gen only was a two-seater. Yeah, I think I think what they need to do... That's the same. Maybe like a Targa top A Targa would be a good compromise. Yeah, where you could get like like a, like the sport top on the Subaru. You can just remove yep. it. Or just a hard top where you just manually remove the whole hard top like you would on a, a R107. Or they could bring back T-tops. T tops would be. This is a perfect application for T tops. Actually, really <laughs> like this is because exa- the storage space is limited. You've limited storage space. You want to have the convertible feel. You yep. still have to pass safety regulations, mm-hmm. and you don't want to saddle it with like 400 pounds of that dead weight. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, for track day T- stuff, I mean, Targas kind of fall into the convertible category sometimes, where they won't let you run. Yeah, because the they, panel can pop off and it yeah. can dig in. But a T-top, I've never really seen anything about that. No, so. t- well, T-tops are fine. I mean, mm-hmm. because it, it, even if you take a T-top out, out, you still have that bar in the center. Yeah, which does wonders for retaining rigidity and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, another thing with that, yeah, that would also really, really appeal to a lot of people that are actually in the market for those cars. Because oh my, most of the people that are looking for a BRZ, are you giving genuine consumer advice? Yeah, right? I am actually. Okay, um, a lot of people that are looking for a I'll BRZ, um. They're usually in their mid thirties, late thirties, really early forties, even. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess the ones buying them first, yeah, first, yeah, new. That's mm-hmm. like the bracket. I mean, they're totally aiming for twenty five years old, but it's like Scion, That's the where ones. Scion was 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 aiming for like young drivers, and they just got old people. <laughs> <laughs> they like the commanding, the commanding of the road, road out of yeah. the XB. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's a lot of people that are you know. Like, you know, young fathers and stuff like yeah, that, where yeah. you still want to have a fun car. These are also the same people that had Countach posters and really wanted, like, a third-gen Firebird when they were 16. Well, the, so, the first-gen BRGTZ86 people were. I think yeah. the second-gen ones are going to be the early 90s posters, so yeah. they're going to be early Diablo poster people. So, but still, it's the yeah. same concept. You still had a lot of T-tops in the 90s. These cars are just a beautiful thing because they're fun to drive, yep. they're inexpensive, and you can convince your significant other that it's a good idea. Yeah, and I think with the T-top, it's also going to appeal to the sort of like postmodern aspect of that market where they're going to be like, oh, rad, it's got T-top just like my old Firebird that my buddy had like, think when of I was the in nostalgia. High yeah, the nostalgia values me through the roof. It would be perfect. So there is that. Um, now, speaking of nostalgia... Uh, Ayrton Senna's birthday was over the weekend. I saw that, and yes. I love the photo that you found for Thank the Carbotrage Facebook page. That was a, a very good candid shot of him very uh, lovingly washing his NSX. I found that years ago when I wrote an article about it for uh, Honda Roots. If you want more pictures of Ayrton Senna, the pink laptop's full of them. Of yeah, she's, she's got like a sauce folder of just Ayrton Senna. I think she's got one with the shirt off. Even That's just a spank it, bank. It's, it's, for my, it's for my wallpaper, it's I for swear. research? Yeah, yes. research. It's for science. Jan, Jan I, I do want to ask you, how, how do you feel about there being a second-generation BRZ, and what would you like to see with that? I think the first gen was really cool. I'm trying to move. No, this you're around. good. I just I don't want to um, crank it too much here. Yeah, uh, I like the first gen, but you know I never drove one. 
so like can't really say anything on driving but sure. everybody like like i don't think you could just do what everyone else does and pretend they have and then talk yeah. about it well, with authority you know i don't think <laughs> i'm just going off of the subarus i have driven okay you don't need to drive them fast to like you know enjoy how they drive mm -hmm. like they they handle really well and that's where you get the fun out of it like you can drive it on the highway and still have as much fun i assume yeah the non-turbo subarus seem like they're momentum cars which is nice yeah yeah and like i don't know a subaru is really good at having all the features you want but you can disable them if you don't want them which okay. that would be nice yeah, yeah make sure you can it, turn off trash control. unlike that thing yeah Oh, your, 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 your Tesla? Tesla? Stupid Tesla can't turn the traction control off on. Well, yeah. So just oh, because like, he didn't get the ludicrous mode. I didn't get a rear-wheel drive one. LOL. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I like that you can do that, <laughs> so I think they should continue, like, you know, keep up with the tech so the people that want the tech can have it, but make it disable, like, the ability to disable it for the people that are, like... Right, and that's the, the enthusiast thing. I mean, yeah. they, they care about the little stuff, like, is the traction control fully defeatable? Yeah. So I can yeah. put it sideways. Well, like, you can even, like, turn you... off, like, like the um, sensors that tell you you're Blind going spot monitors. Okay, that's nice. Like, so you can, like, turn off everything. And that's the thing. That's yeah. a great point, actually, because modern features on cars, like... Like, sure, put them in if they're mandated, but like give us the option to turn them off. Well, what, like the rev match features and a lot of these cars and things I, like that. What I really appreciate about Subaru is that not only can you turn them off, you can turn them off individually. That's that's nice. That's yeah. not just a blanket like, no. hey, Everything so I don't want out. traction control, so I also don't get a rear view camera, blind spot monitors. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, so it's like you can... Auto brake. <laughs> like, like nobody gives Subaru credit for that. but like That's you, huge. Yeah, you can take an Outback 36R, mm -hmm. leave everything on, turn off traction control. And, and that, it's off? And it's off. I know that for a fact because I know that the rear end will kick out on that car if you're at full lock and you just jam on the throttle. Very fine. And that's even with a CVT. Like, oh. But no, that's the thing. Is like Even with a CVT, it'll still be able to kick the rear end out if you try hard enough. Like That's, a very, that's something that nobody ever really talks about. And I think that you're on a really good point there with the FT86 that it's really important since it is a driver's car, you don't want to pull a Volvo and put, like, Big Brother into yeah, the car. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, you don't... I don't want... Like, you know, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but, like, I really don't like some of the modern features where they're, like, tracking all your moves. And, like, I'm sure it's fine, but part of me is, like, I want to be able to just say no to that if I... Cause, like, I Are you I, telling Subaru that no means no? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no means no. And I also, that should be our no. Our, our, Hashtag. Should, I, yeah, I think I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that no means no. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to qualify it with something. Yeah, no, you can't I, just I, put I, no means no, no on no a t-shirt. No really big. And then at the bottom, I want, I want to say all fully or traction control should be fully defeatable. That's what it'll say. No, just like the traction control off button. <laughs> yeah, the icon with the line through yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, um, that's right. a great shirt idea. Oh, my God. Another scene. None of you listeners steal that. I will come after you if you well, do. Well, no. I mean, if we, it's we, been I documented. Guess, actually, I'll just buy one yeah, if you make it. Just it, so. it just documented. We've just documented that we came Perfect. up with it. That's um, us now. That's, that's a carbitrage thing. 10, 1049 at... Uh, it's actually um, 1250 Central. Right. Yeah, 1050 Western uh, Central. Time. Pacific uh, Time. Uh, uh, March 23rd, 2019. It's 12.50 p.m. at 
March 23rd, 2019. It's 10.50. In, in, case somebody, in case somebody gets a hot Our idea. Our stream computer, is it was it loves California, is what yeah. that is. Um, another feature in Subarus that like I find enjoyable that I would like on this is that the yep. hood, uh, you can stop the hood from going, or not the hood, the um, trunk from going up so far. Mm-hmm. I do like that about this, too. Yeah, you can then, set it, and then it yeah. remembers it. Yeah, because like, I'm short, and like you know I've got a surgery scar, so it hurts to lift up. As so far as it's like, not that's not as important on a BRZ, but yeah, no, it's, it's still things like that. Like, are you telling I, me that surgery scars are not important on BRZs? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's something that I look at when it's water softener. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, so that's something that I look at when I'm in a car, and I know more people are like, well, it saves weight, but you know, that's it's a modern car. Like I kind of, it's already a heavy car. Why not throw in the? Well, it's actually not. Well, I don't know which yeah. Subaru you're talking about, but like the the. BRZ is one of the lightest cars sold. Well, I mean, it's it's really much heavier than a Miata. Mo- most Subarus are shockingly light for what they are. Yeah. Well, I mean that you, you kind of get it when you look at like how thin the plastics are and like the interiors really aren't necessarily up to spec with their comp- competition. Gonna, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna have to go ahead and say you need to try the touring trim level. Teddy they don't Rose change the bumpers and paint though. No, no, they don't. But the interior, the, I, I believe a, you. A touring trim. I level saw an Subaru's, ascent with yeah. a high level ascent. I'm like, oh, this interior is actually competitive now. Yeah, no, Subaru's interiors for the last five years have been very competitive, and especially the touring. I mean, if, if you take a touring Outback, I've actually had several customers at work now that have done this, where they've gone from an Audi A6. I was gonna say a Q5, or a Q5, or <laughs> a or a um, a uh, Phaeton and Touregs, and they've all. Oh, I, I tried. I tried my hardest to push them into um, Subaru um, like touring trim level uh, Outbacks mm-hmm. because that's by far the plushest, most comfortable Subaru you can get, and only one of them had a single complaint about it, and the person who had a complaint was coming from a manual uh, A6. So it's like, their only okay. complaint was it didn't have a manual. Sure. And which, that's 100%. That's valid. Valid complaint. Especially if the A6 wasn't a 3-liter. So. But anyway, it, let's talk about Aaron Santa's birthday. I'm yes. sorry to jump no, no, past okay. that. Yeah, uh, it's Aaron Santa's birthday. He would have been 59 years old uh, last week. Uh, um, I, I think it's 69. I was I it's 59. wrong. It's 59. Because he was born in 19... I'll double check. He died in 94, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just double checking his birthday. No too. worries. I don't want to get anything wrong. <laughs> um, Especially about someone. <laughs> We're gonna end up hitting 45 minute episodes anyway, but if we aim for 30, we'll do well. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so we don't we don't here. talk too much. You all listen too much. So yeah, he was born 1960. So okay. yeah, it'd be 59. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, because my my 2002 is 1967, and that's a 50 year old car. So. Yeah, so uh, March 21st, uh, 1960, uh, he passed away May 1st, 1994. It is Bummer. sad. But we don't celebrate as the day he died. We nope. celebrate the day that he was born. Yeah, it's like not the... having a funeral. It's having a life anniversary. So there you go. Yeah, he is the greatest, most entertaining race car driver of all time. You've <laughs> never watched Ayrton Senna race. He either wins or he went off the track taking somebody else with him to try yes, to win. Yes, he... He doesn't he, come in anything yeah. but first. <laughs> no, he does not. He's a DNF or his first. That's yeah. it. Well, he he and Alain Prost always had beef because Alain Prost is like a very political driver. Okay. Which is his teammate uh, <laughs> back in the day. And he's very political. And Alain Prost is like, I'm okay taking a third if I get more points. But 
Ayrton Senna, he didn't care. He's like, no, I want to get first. Like, I'm a race car driver. I the race. The point is to win. To get, yeah, the point is to win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, you, uh, there, the interviews from him, he's just like stone faced, no emotion, but like a huge philanthropic guy, just a really, yeah. really great person. Oh, yeah, he's still like one of the like, stars of Brazil. So, uh, you can still go to Brazil, you can still get modern like racing helmets that have his really cool helmet design, which might be the coolest helmet in the history of racing. Um, Ayrton's great. Yes. So it's, uh, we still miss you, Ayrton. Um, However, I don't want this whole episode to be a Debbie Downer. So uh, let's move on. (laughs) Let's Um, move on to America. Yes, Yes, America. So you guys are all familiar with the F-150 Raptor, right? Yes. The, The vehicle that's in its second generation, the absurd thing that's got these factory Fox shocks. It's designed to be just absolutely hooned and pillaged. Yes. About two years ago, they came out with the second gen truck, which it gave everyone what they wanted. They gave them the three and a half liter second gen EcoBoost, great engine, direct injection with port injection for cleaning it out, twin yes. turbo, runs KKK KO4 turbos, really, really solid piece, made the thing more fuel economy, uh, more economical, sorry, with fuel, uh, much faster, and then they also just made the truck a lot better. But now they're adding a second engine possibility, which is an option, of course, and it's from Ford's Shelby division, and that would be the overhead cam 5.8 liter supercharged V8 out of the Shelby GT500. That was a 5.2. The old one was a 5.4. The new one's a 5.8. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I could be mistaken on that, but if it's the more mod... Oh, you're right. They Okay, it's a different engine, but probably very similar. The one in the GT500 at least was a 5.8. Well, now it's a 5.2, but still. it's It does show it on the stream, so everyone can tell them for shit. 5 point something. It's Um, a a 5 plus liter supercharged engine making about 400... Or sorry, 700 horsepower. (laughs) Is any of this that you're telling me factual? No. No, God, no. Just uh, if you're listening to me, just read what's on the screen, and then that's going to be better. Currently, it's got 450. That's the V6. No, no, no. The V8's 700 horsepower. Oh, okay. But no, that's actually very cool. Um, The base engine's 450 horse. That's really, really going to be awesome. Um, V8 noises out of your motor. I mean, I'm, I'm not like... A huge truck person however i do love that trucks are more or less immune to most emissions yeah so so, somehow they don't get like gas guzzler tax and well, it's, like it's because they're <clears throat> classified as like commercial vehicles yeah a commercial vehicle so that's actually why um, bananas that's why that's why in the, the late 70s uh, uh dodged uh little red express truck oh i love that thing i saw one last year going the, around my yeah, parents they're rad oh, they're so, so cool. cool but anyway that was like the fastest accelerating vehicle in America when it was made because it could get around emissions and they were able to like take off like a second set of catalytic converters that they had to throw on onto the like charger or whatever. Um, and so it was actually, it made it significantly faster by not being laden with emissions garbage. And that's also why oh, they, yeah, everything from that generation and, or era. Was. Yeah. And that's also why that the cyclones and the typhoons were able to do what they were because they didn't have emissions to, <laughs> and safety regulations I mean, to they, deal with. They did still have catalysts and all that kind of stuff, but, but they not, were much not later as, generation. Not as, not as strict. Right. Well, and I mean, so, the technology was just Yeah. Much and so, better. like, trucks have, like, significantly more lax safety mm-hmm. regulations. And that oh, helps God, yeah. a lot with being <laughs> Yeah. That, that ma- it helps a lot with being able to do what they do. I mean, and that's how you see them. Like, they, they're totally fine getting through, like, DOT inspections. And then, like, NHTSA crash tests them. They get, like, a one. <laughs> and then they still throw it on sale and they sell, like, hotcakes. Yeah, exactly, because so, nobody cares. Yeah, um, but no, it's I, I like the Raptor. That's one of my favorite non-manual vehicles for sale. 
and I, I, I wouldn't buy one. But to be like, honest, I am questioning if I'd even want to get that in the manual because the last thing I want to do is be off roading and miss a shift because I like no, went over you, a you definitely would bump. want that in the manual. I guess yeah. It's like the FJ. Well, great. actually, no. Those transmissions have that issue with the computer sh- like forcing oh, them in the like first downshift. Yeah. yeah, my one of my technicians has <laughs> one of those that. trucks, and his <clears throat> did it to him. For but, those listening, the automatics will randomly downshift and like sometimes even money shift the engine. They, they downshift oh, yeah, to they the do. wrong gear. Yeah, he, his almost did. My one of my technicians at yeah. work, his is weird, like clunky. He goes, oh, that's weird on the highway. And he pulls off onto a side street and he's driving up uh, to university. And he's going like uh, thirty, and it money shifts it from third to first, <laughs> and like jer- jerks his face into the steering wheel. Ow. Luckily, <clears throat> he was only going thirty, so like it. But it was it sent like him like, ju- the limiter. like just sh- just shy of the rev limiter in first, so but it's like still like that's that's not something I'd want to happen. Oh yeah, I mean it should. It's worth noting that these have a ten speed automatic transmission, which yep. is just too many ratios. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's you know Ford that's their kind of big three supercharged V eight right now. Like we've got the LT nine or whatever the crap. We've got the Hellcat motor and now this. Yeah, that's very cool. And it's much smaller displacement, so maybe it's slightly more economical. I don't know. Speaking of American cars, yes. I saw a man with a Challenger yesterday in traffic. That happens. And it was a four-wheel drive, and that man is a fool. Oh, the GT or whatever they call that thing? It, that man is a fool because he <laughs> thinks that he needs four-wheel drive in his Challenger. My car's safe in the winter because it has all-wheel drive. And you know who I'm blaming for this? Uh, Trump? Subaru. Oh, okay. Because Subaru does not make a Impreza Coupe with all-wheel drive. What? They don't. They, I guess you're right. They don't make a coupe, yeah. Yeah, they used to. Back in the 90s, the 2.5 RS, and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, but they haven't sent... Like, they didn't make a coupe WRX, did they? Uh, the 2.5 RS was a WRX with an NA engine. Well, yeah... But it's not a fault. WRX. It is all Subaru's fault, and they need to bring. They just need to lob two doors off you know, of the current WRX. And I'm actually fine with that. I'm fine with blaming Subaru for things that they have very little to do. It's with. It's all Subaru's fault. Okay, fine. Um, now let's talk about. I want story. to talk about the new Morris Marina. <clears throat> yes, this is allow out. me I'm to excited for allow this. me to pull this up. Uh, it is, is it is it susceptible to piano damage uh, like the old ones were? Yes, and this one is a fantastic family car, and is actually an Aston Martin. Van, uh, Vanquish an Zagato. I don't care. It is an Aston Martin. I don't yes. care, but it looks cool. <laughs> I was that... gonna say this looks oddly like an Aston Martin Ryan, not a Morris. Well, it looks awesome. That's what it looks like. It looks like me. a Volvo P eighteen hundred modern take, but made by Aston Martin. Remember, That's exactly what I like about it. There you right. go. Remember when uh, uh, Bones went to the uh, the to England, and, you know, he ended up with an Austin Mini because he asked for an Austin Martin instead of an yes. Austin Martin. That's what's going to happen to you. Uh, that, and I'll be fine. Is this going to be an Austin Maxi? Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I like that. They yeah. call it the princess. It actually was an Austin Maxi. I don't remember what it was, but... It, I think it looked kind of like a pr- the princess that they had. Can we just take here? a moment to appreciate shooting breaks? Yeah, shooting breaks oh, are shooting where it's shooting breaks at. are great. Like that, just that practicality... It's like just a smooshed hatchback. I love talking to so you know I, I love talking to people at work that 
aren't car enthusiasts and they're shocked when I tell them that like a lot of the best cars you can get today are wagons. And they're like, yeah, what? That's true. Cause well, they're they like, these are a lot of people that like still assume like it's a Griswold family wagon. The truckster. Yeah. The like the body on truckster. frame giant yeah. American. Thing. I, I'm like, no, no, you, you get like a WRX wagon or you get like that Buick thing. Now, have you seen that? Yeah. I tried to get Jamal to look at it and she wouldn't give it the time of day. Oh dude. It's, it's gorgeous. Someone at the auto show. It's a great car. Well, I was like, I was telling, I was talking to somebody, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, the S6, they made a wagon of it. Yep. Uh, you had like all the Subaru wagons. Mercedes IS, still sells a metric ton of E-Class wagons. Yeah, the, e -cla the E-Class AMG wagon. Even just the uh, The IS300 had a wagon. Yeah, the Sport Brake? The, mm -hmm. uh, the Sport Back, actually. Sport Brack, sorry. Yeah, yeah Sport Back. I don't know. But um, she was totally shocked, and, and she's like, why would anybody want that? I'm like, first off, Wagons look better. They are awesome. Way more practical. And furthermore, when you're going to a track day, you don't want to take your track tires down the highway, so you throw them in the back of your wagon. Darn right. Your sedan will not fit track tires into it with a jack, but your wagon will. And she goes, that actually makes perfect sense. I'm like, exactly. Why, why do they even make anything other than coupes, wagons, and then I don't a like three, coupes. And then a three-box sedan. Like, that's the only three things that Fine. should exist. Fine. It, you, there's no business having a crossover that should take a hike. But what about like hypercars and stuff like that? I like those. That's that doesn't count. But because I also didn't talk about I didn't talk about pickups either. But I'm talking about just normal okay, cars. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Normal cars. That's the so things you have, your daily driver. You get three options. Yeah, you get those three options. That's okay. what you should have. Maybe a van. Oh, vans are great. And if it's a van, let's, let's get rid of a coupe and put van in there. No, I want the coupe. Uh, uh fine. But yeah, so that that's just the thing. You need to have those three options. Crossover shouldn't exist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and that is an testament to why crossover should not exist. Yeah, like. Uh, did you just say an testament? And a testament. I think. Okay. You're ignoring the fact that people have children. If you're just saying wagons, those people, those people don't, don't count. Have third roles. Yeah, they do. Some of them do. Some the E-class one does. Yeah, but actually, a lot of them do. It wasn't until the minivan came around that the third row disappeared from wagons. Because yeah. all the 240s had wagon options. Burger's Tesla has a, has a Sure does. Row. I'll find one of those and put it in someday. Yeah, they exist. I like, threw a uh, trailer hitch on that thing. Man, I... <sighs> okay, in order to do the third row retrofit uh, properly in that car, you need to change the bumper bar in the back to be a stronger one for crash safety or whatever. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe anyone would do that retrofit with actually doing that bumper bar because that was a tough job. You Did to you take, do it? Yeah, well, I... Well, I didn't do the third seat retrofit because I don't have the parts yet. But you got the bumper bar. Well, I well I put the hitch in, which is oh, as okay. strong as the updated bumper bar. But like just getting to that bar it was like it took me almost two hours. Wow, and That's I'm pretty shocking. good at that stuff. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's move on to the. Um... All right, back to domestic stuff. I feel weird talking oh, here, about one only second, domestic. One second. Yeah, one go second. for it. Sure. Jana, what's your take on the new Aston Martin? I'm sorry. It's, I already it took is it nice. <laughs> it's nice. That's what she said. That's that's a good reigning endorsement from Jenna. So I'm I'm accepting I'm accepting that for something that's not affordable or practical or really, French or French. That's about as good as you can get. That's nice. Good. The fact that she's oh she's like, wearing your like two CV shirt. Deshavo. I hope I see some of those. And and going, and but. if you look at it, the background, it, the shadow's a duck. <laughs> so this, and Fr the French nickname is the little tin duck. Renard. That's the right. French word for duck. Anyway, I want to talk about GM briefly because I have to sneak at least one electrification thing in here. So we talked Mary Barra, the person, your your favorite person ever. I now that Gone is gone, and um, yeah, yeah, she she might be my number one on my on my shit list. Okay, yeah, but anyway, she yeah she closed a 
bunch of factories, got rid of almost all of GM's cars, canceled the Volt, canceled pretty much all of Cadillac's car offerings, just a bunch of bad stuff. What they're doing now, though, is they are pledging to invest $300 million and in turn adding about 400 jobs in o Orion, I think it is. Is that right? Yeah, Orion, Ohio. Or something like that. I don't know. Wow, I think it's a plant. That's significantly less jobs than they just. Like, I was gonna cut. say. I'm like, that sounds great, but didn't they just cut 1,400 jobs? Yeah, they from just the cut. States? They just cut 1,400. I think it's just from Lordstown, Ohio alone. I so. mean, yeah, cutting like the cruise production. That was a ton of people, and that factory is still. And it's like, off. it's like you really can just like take a cruise, lift it three inches, and then put like a wagon on the end of it, especially. Like, because this investment right here is planning to make one or two new vehicles based on the Bolt. And the Bolt is not all that dissimilar from the Cruze. So you could make a new Cruze well, EV. The thing is, they, they closed the factory, right. but they didn't sell the property. Right. So they may so repurpose it's like, it. It's like, how much more can you fuck a community? Seriously. Like, like, don't I'm be wishy-washy. I'm going to take away your jobs. Oh, so I'm going to own the largest piece of property in your town. And we're going to make some new jobs really far away from you. And hope, hopefully you guys do all right. Right? Like, that's, that's garbage. Because, like, if they at least sold it. Yeah. Like, you know that somebody like Dahatsu or, like, one of the Chinese manufacturers or something. Yeah, Sanyang Not really Dahatsu, something. but, yeah. like. But a Chinese yeah. auto manufacturer would jump at yeah, the fact GA, of GAW. Updated, mm -hmm. GAW would totally uh, buy that factory. And that factory is big enough, and mm -hmm. they have enough clout That's in Mexico. That's pretty modern tooling, too. Yeah, they have enough clout in Mexico that they could totally make that in America, get enough goodwill that they could then move to the American market. Right, and I, that's coming. I just don't know exactly how they'll get in. But yeah, that would have been a great way for them to get cheaply into the American market. Yeah, so absolutely, I concur. So I mean, I'm obviously really excited about more EVs. I'm excited about the prospect of new GM vehicles based on the technology of the Volt. I, or sorry, the, the Bolt. Bolt. Yeah, the Bolt. Um, the Volt sucks. The Bolt's great. The Volt was actually a decent car, but the Bolt is a really great car, but it's ugly as sin. I uh, I, I sent Scott a screenshot. Bad. Well, it's pretty bad. I could daily it. It'd be fine. But I sent him a screenshot of a an ad in my Facebook news feed two days ago. Can you bring up a picture of the Bolt? We so can. I just want to... I, I know what it looks like, but I, I want my not, like, rose-colored glasses of it being a small hatchback. And it's just... It, the, uh, the proportions are a little awkward. If you slammed one and you put it on big wheels and tinted it and chrome-deleted it, it would look okay. You could do it. But like it's it's pretty narrow. It's, it's really tall. I'm, I'm already tell you what I don't like about it. It's the uh, that fake front grille. That that's what does it for me. Is it the size of it? The shape of it? What is it? it, it it's existence. Can you just pop that into like lime green? Yeah, lime green. Here we go. Oh, jeez. Well, so that way, yeah, that's gonna give me like the yeah. You can get best, the body lines better. Yeah, the body lines better. It doesn't blend in as much for our viewers. But I mean, that thing is a 60 kilowatt hour battery and a pretty decently powerful motor, and it's cheap. Like you can get one of those for the low, well, we'll say mid 20s, brand new. Do you remember what I was talking about last episode with roof lines? Yeah. Or episode before last. Well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I don't remember one, but I do remember the topic. This is one of those cars where it's got an all right roof line. But this rising belt line makes it look worse. I think if they kept that super low belt line through those back windows, yeah. that would look really cool. And honestly, I sat in one of these at the auto show, and that low belt line where it jumps down after the side view, mm -hmm. it makes it worse. Like, it's it's not as nice to be in because of that, because you feel awkward. Like, you're yeah. going to fall out of the car. And yeah. It's like, okay. Like, that's well, that's weird. the thing. If that belt line was just consistently low, I think that would help. Or if it was consistently high. Right. Um, yeah, the fact that it dips down like a power stroke 
from the early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like what are you doing? Yeah, like, that's not stylish. Stop weird. it. Um, and like then I also, I really hate that fake window in the back because it's not a real window. Right. Um, <laughs> on that C pillar. That, sh- that, that's, that was going to be on my like fourth or fifth for my least favorite design cues. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, and then, yeah, that grill, I think if they had just made the hood dip down and they made a little slit instead of the big mm-hmm. black grill thing, I think that would look a lot better. And I mean, it's not an offensive-looking vehicle, but they could have done better with it, and I'm optimistic about what they add. That's the tagline for everything that GM has made. I know, but it's like, like they need to try the last harder. 30 years. It's like, that's good. But. Yeah, it's good. That's good. All right. But again, this has a 60-kilowatt-hour battery. Like, no, this nobody... thing is the cheapest high-range EV you can buy. Like, buy a long margin, still full tax credit eligible. Like, this just kicks the ever-living dick out of a Tesla. Yeah, that, that, that's where they should really be marketing it. Seriously, and like, market to Model 3 buyers. Yeah. They're like, hey, your tax credit's gone. How about you pay seven grand less for the car to begin with? And then you get $7,500 back, too. Yeah, that's so the way to do it. I'm just, I'm, ugh, they're just doing it wrong. No, it, it's GM still being GM. They've been doing this for years, and yeah. this is why, like, people are That's like... That's how you know they haven't changed. People are like, <laughs> why don't you make American cars? I'm like, because they haven't made anything that demands my attention. Right. They make things that are fine. Well, they have, like, but they've canceled them all. Yeah, well, it's... They're it, cars. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I really wanted to like the Cruise hatchback, and they canceled it immediately. Well, we did like the Cruise hatchback. We almost yeah. made that our 2018 car of the year, the diesel manual hatchback. Yeah, it was And then great. we went G70, and yeah. what was the second one? And, and then we, yeah, and then we ended up having to change your name and put everything on hold. Um, Whatever. But, like, they, they make these attempts, and it's like they've gotten really close before in the past. Um, like, to go really far back, the Buick Riata was extremely close to being a very cool car. It was. Just ended up being front-wheel drive. Yeah, ended up being front-wheel drive. The Cadillac Alante, same thing. Hidden free in a body. North Star engine. Front wheel drive. Yeah, they just it was the eleventh. They phoned it in at the eleventh hour. They literally had a transmission tunnel designed into the oh, car. Oh, so it's like the uh, legend. Yeah, like like rear wheel drive, rear wheel drive on sale, front wheel drive. Yep, exactly. It's just really, really frustrating. And you know, I can I can move I can do more than that. I mean, that the Monte Carlos front wheel drive, like a W body, the W body Monte yep. Carlo. Um, very very cool. I don't even th- I'm not even going to blame the front wheel driveness of it. Uh, it says I'm, Intimidator on the back, and no, it's front-wheel drive. I'm going to say it was the <laughs> um, the lack of effort on the body. Okay. It yeah, was the but... lack of effort that they did that. It, it, they just, it's just they shaped out of marshmallow. I think it's so close. And, like, at the 11th hour, they managed to just totally fuck it up. So. It's one of those things where it translates from the the uh, concept to production just, just, just badly enough where it's just no. And then they do give us something directly as a concept, and you get the Pontiac Aztec, and it's terrible. So... I don't want to end today's episode on a sad note. I want to talk about things we learned today. Burger, what have you learned in this last week? Um, I learned that a human being can pack an apocalyptic amount of shit into a small space. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I do all the time. People are like, how can you only bring one suitcase? And then they see the inside of my suitcase, and then their mind is blown. Dude, yeah, I, I finally finished cleaning out my last storage unit in Plymouth, and, like... It was already half emptied when I got there, but like it, my rent ends before I get back from Finland, so I needed to clean it out. I got there, I'm like, this will be two trailer loads and like four Tesla loads, no problem. I get four trailer loads in, and it's finally empty. 
it's just like the amount of stuff that like the density and how you can pack stuff in so i i i've gotta have you, ever, have you ever tried like going to like up down and playing like their test their uh tetris tournaments no but i love up down you you'd probably do really well Could but be. um what i learned this week was that the mark ii gti yeah uh and i guess golf by extension they had really bad door sagging issues on them, like all of them. It was really, really weird. Yeah. Is that just like a weak piece of sheet metal that the hinges yep. are bolted yeah, to? Yeah, it's okay. exactly that. And, th- and then the little kind of stopper thing that. Oh, the door break. The door break. Uh, the bolts come loose on those. Oh, fun. Yeah, and and that that contributes to it. If you tighten up that door break, you can usually cut get a little the more time sag. You can get the sag cut in about half. But if you um, it doesn't really take a whole lot to fix it. You just need to reinforce it a little bit. So. I learned that at work. So I noticed that. Jana, you learned something exciting yes, that you wanted I to tell me about. I did learn something exciting. So this week we're studying uh, our practice uh, uh, for a practicum that's about um, what happens to bones post-mortem. Okay. And so... Um, for our less than smart listeners, that means after death. Yes. Um, and anti-mortem. But, you know, also, you should be ashamed whatever. of yourself if you're not smart. Yeah. So <laughs> Go read a book. So yeah, we're learning about like bone damage and weathering postmortem and like for bone damage, antemortem, but you know, whatever. Um, so I, we had to, naturally part of it is we have to age an individual and uh, there's, um, like figure out how how old somebody is after death or what? Yeah. Okay. uh, Yeah. Time of, uh, age at death. Okay. And so, um, not the age of the bones, which is another thing, but there's an individual and, um, we had to age uh, the specimen, and um, th- you know we were going off by teeth charts, and we aged the individual at like 14 years, mm-hmm. and we we're like, wow, that's young. And the, somebody I was working with was like, well, you know, how do does a 14 year old donate their body to science? And so you know, it's like there's probably a million ways, but like obviously really interested on the subject so mm-hmm. we were talking to my professor and i guess india exported a lot of their bodies and that was one of their biggest exports in the really? 90s was bodies for Th- yeah for, for a long time yeah 80s 90s i think i think like start like in the 20s it sounds like a radio station catchphrase 80 80s 90s and today because yeah. like bodies it, I, I think like it started with the british empire huh. yeah i don't That's know when it started but so this was an indian export body then yeah okay there you go all right now you know that gti doors sag you can put a bunch of crap in a car and that in the 70s 80s and 90s india's top export were dead bodies the more you know you are welcome everyone for (laughs) the vast gamut of weird knowledge you learn on carpetrage every week um thanks very much for listening and we will catch you guys on the next saturday yes and if you are streaming, continue streaming. Yeah, hang with us on Twitch if you're streaming. We're just going to keep it right on going. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.